I think one of the turning points was when my doctor, I think I was on one or two medicines at the time already, and my doctor at an annual physical looked at me and said, well, you know, your blood pressure's back up. We can either put you on another med or you can try to lose some weight. And then he just said, but nobody ever loses the weight. So here's another med. And I, I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is not right. The, the solution is not just throw more drugs at somebody to try and control things. There's got to be something that can be done. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode here at the Fit Father Project podcast. Again, my name is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. I'm the founder here at the Fit Father Project and the host of this podcast. And as I mentioned in some of the past few episodes, one of the biggest initiatives of this podcast is to share the stories of real guys all around the world from different walks of life, different ages, different goals, have come together into a brotherhood of men committed to living healthier in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And today, I am privileged truly to host this conversation with one of our members, Glenn Page, who found us in his late 50s, basically out of shape from years of busy life, managing his family, working as a teacher, letting himself go. Glenn's going to tell us his story today so we can learn how he went from where he was, most guys like him at that age, to being an athlete today who regularly runs half marathons, Spartan races. And I actually had the privilege of running a race with Glenn, and he is fast for 57. So on that note, Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So name, age, where you're from, uh, a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Oh, my name is uh, Glenn Page, and I'm, I'm uh, from New Hampshire now, northern New Hampshire, Haverhill, New Hampshire, which is up in the middle of nowhere. And I am a teacher high school teacher with 33 years of experience behind me. I spent 13 in the classroom and then 19 as a director of IT before returning to the classroom now as a teacher again. So that's, you know, I, I've spent all those years either in the classroom or sitting at a desk trying to manage, manage computers and keep them running. So it yeah, kind of caught up job. with me. Yep. So is that, so, so what happens then? So you have this long, beautiful, very impactful career. And thank you, by the way, for teaching our kids. I mean, it's incredible. Where'd you find yourself at the low point of your health where you started to say, hey, maybe I need to do some stuff differently? Where was that? What was that like? Well, it was probably about five years ago that I, I realized that my weight had crept up to 205 pounds and I had- How tall are you for guys I who are I am five, nine and a half. Okay. And I, my, my weight had crept up to 205. That was probably from years of- just being too busy, being, you know, I had transitioned to working as a school administrator, which I spent a lot of time as a desk jockey, just not getting up, not getting out and walking, not getting, doing the things that I love to do. I was always, you know, as a younger man, I was always hiking. I did some running up until probably the, about entry to college. And I mean, I was a competitive swimmer in high school as well. I have a varsity letter in swimming, but I just, between life happening, two kids, wife, everything else. I just slacked off and wound up putting on the pounds and found myself eventually just looking at it going, you know, there's this gut here. There's this spare tire and love handles that need to go away. And so I, I started trying to lose that on my own. I started trying to get more active and I did lose some of it, but I had found myself as well with high blood pressure that was taking three medicines to control. I think one of the turning points was when my doctor, I think I was on 
one or two medicines at the time already. And my doctor at an annual physical looked at me and said, well, you know, your blood pressure's back up. We can either put you on another med or you can try to lose some weight. And then he just said, but nobody ever loses the weight. So here's another med. And I, I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is not right. The, the solution is not just throw more drugs at somebody to try and control things. There's got to be something that can be done. So that was, that was part of the turning point. And then the, the real turning point was about three years ago when I had a, a couple of very close friends, one of which is now the, the father-in-law of my son. He's a couple of years younger than me. The other friend's a couple of years older than me. Both of them had massive heart attacks within about six weeks' time. And I found myself going, wait a minute, that's me if I don't turn, really turn this around. And so I, I tried starting to lose weight, tried starting to get back into shape. And, you know, everything I was thinking of, you know, less calories, a little more activity was working, but it wasn't seeing a change in my, you know, muscle definition or the gut wasn't going away. It was just there and it was hard to get rid of. So that was probably about, you know, I had gotten down probably, I think I was at about 176, 178, somewhere in there hmm. when I happened to be, you know, surfing Facebook, which I do constantly or YouTube, one of the two. And I saw this ad with this guy named Dr. Anthony in it. And I was like, okay, this is probably some fad setup, but I'll take a look at it. And I think at, at the time you were doing the, the Apex 7 and the, yeah. and, the, and the free one, you know, free meal plan. So I, yeah. I said, well, I'll give it a try. And I think it was December of that year, December of two years ago that I gave it a try. And I was like, wait a minute, this is really working. And then, you know, you came along with a New Year's fire sale or something. And I said, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll buy in. I think my wife was a little skeptical. She has always had problems with her weight. She's a, a big success story as well, though, because she's lost so much weight that she wound up having to have skin reduction surgery, oh, man. Um, which was absolutely, she had five pounds of skin taken off, which was, was absolutely incredible. And to see the difference. And she's She's gone back and forth. She's very busy as, as well, you know, as, like I am. She actually manages an, a dairy store. So she's around ice cream all the time. Yeah, it's a dangerous so game. It's a dangerous game. I think I had my first ice cream yesterday, so in, in quite a while. But together, we've, we've started doing stuff and getting that going. And so when I found the program and got into it, it was like it clicked and not only did the weight start dropping off, but I started to see things like the love handles disappear. The gut so Glenn, disappeared. Yeah. I want to dial into this a little bit yep. because what I like about your story is when you started this journey, you had general principles in mind of stuff you needed to do. You knew you needed to eat fewer calories and move your body a little bit more. And you were seeing some results because you found us and you'd lost about 20 to 30 pounds up to that point, correct? Yes. Down from starting around 205. And then you felt that you were kind of successful, but not where you needed to be because there was a next level clearly to the exercise component or stuff like this that you wanted to go deeper yep. on. You find us and we have this unique kind of exercise, these circuit workouts with great strength training motions, those metabolic resistance workouts, and you start doing these and you incorporate them into your routine. What was it like for you as a guy who was losing weight? to start to do some more strategic exercise, if you will. What were those first couple weeks like? And, and what were the changes you saw from being from a guy who wasn't doing, let's just call it more vigorous exercise, to getting a couple of these in per week? 
Well, first of all, they kicked my butt when it went from being the, you know, trying out the Apex 7, which was tough enough to begin with, to kicking over to the Apex 10, you know, the full Apex 10. Mm -hmm. It was a struggle. I was doing it all at home. I've, I've never been uh, a, a gym person, never liked going, never wanted to do anything in front of anybody else. And so I was doing them at home and I would get done with those workouts. And of course, I'm recording them with my Apple Watch and it's telling me my heart rate. And I'm sitting here looking at my heart rate and I'm looking at the charts that were being given to me for where my heart rate should be for at the time, a 55-year-old guy. And I'm looking at it going, this is not right. This is too much. But then I started seeing the results and I said, it's working. Let's just keep at it. So I kept, you know, doing it, kept watching the, the heart rate. I started to notice that the heart rate was stabilizing, that, you know, it mu something must be going. And I started thinking about the idea that, you know, much like the apex is strengthening muscle groups, the heart rate was strengthening, the heart muscle was strengthening as well, you know, to the point that at my most recent physical, my doctor was taking my pulse and looked at me and said, that's a long time between heartbeats, my friend, because I had dropped down to like 40, 40 beats a minute. So, you know, that's now, I mean, I, I ran 10 miles yesterday and I think my heart rate got to 138 beats a minute for, for a 10 mile run. And you, so, if you would have tried to have run a half a mile, probably beforehand, your heart rate would have been 170. Yep. Oh, no, no I, <laughs> I, I had times where I was, when I first started trying to train to do a, a 5k, being that it's Northern New Hampshire and I was trying to train in the middle of winter, I was doing them on treadmill and on the treadmill, my heart rate was going over 200 beats a minute. And I was uh -huh. just like, that's not good. That's scary. But then I started seeing it come down, as I said. So, Well, the thing, Glenn, that I love about sharing is, from what you just shared, is the, the heart itself is something that all men over 40 need to take seriously. I mean, if there's something that kills men over 40, it's heart disease yep. is the leading one. Why? Because we have inflammation from bad foods, bad lifestyles. We're not exercising the heart naturally through cardiovascular activity as much. It's the whole combination of the stress, the smoking, yep. the drinking, whatever, all of it, right? But what's amazing is the body has this capacity to regenerate and heal. As we get older, it slows down. That's why those aches and pains, they stick around a little bit longer. It's harder to recover from workouts. These are facts of getting older, but the regenerative capacity stays. When Glenn, you started doing those workouts, Although very hard and challenging at first, your fitness level went up dramatically. Your cardiovascular system responds very quickly. In fact, your cardiovascular system responds quicker than the muscles do. And so, Glenn, you got this new heart and some new energy. Keep on going. Tell us where it goes from there. Because I know you, you, we were a launch pad into this, this athletics that you now really compete in. Yeah. I, one of the things I did was I set myself a goal probably about a month into the program. I said, you know, if... I've seen so many people doing couch to 5k and things like that. And I was like, they all say they're going to do a 5k, but they do the program and they never actually run the 5k. So I actually found a 5k in the area and paid the money to, to sign up for it, made it my goal. And even though, like, I think it was a week before the 5k, I went to, to do a training run and I had to s slow down to a walk a couple of times on the training run. But I said, I'm going to finish this one way or another. And so I went to this, this actual run about 20 minutes north of here. And I not only ran it, but I ran the entire thing and did it in 29 minutes. And I was like, that's just absolutely incredible. And, and I wasn't sure how the heck I'd done it. It was a nice flat one because we have a lot of rail trails in the area. And it was, it was actually called a rail trail and ale 
which they, they had me at that because at the end, at the end of the race, <laughs> the end of the race, you got a beer and a glass to go with it. So that was, that was kind of nice, but I couldn't believe that I ran it in that 29 minutes. So I said, Hey, 29 minutes. I was pretty good. Let's see what I can do next time. And so I signed up for another one. And the next one I did it in 25 minutes. And I was like, Whoa, I, I was hoping to take maybe 30 seconds off my time. And I just took, you know, four minutes off of it. And so I just kept, adding more of those. And then my, my wife, she actually regularly goes to a gym and has a, there's a personal trainer there that works with her. And he challenged, he sent a text message to all of his gym members to say, Hey, who wants to do a Spartan race? And not only a Spartan race, but Spartan started at Killington ski resort, which is about a little over an hour away from here, kind of due West of here. And he was looking for people that wanted to join a Spartan team to take on Killington. And my wife was like, no, she doesn't like to get her feet off the ground. She doesn't like doing the, the jump, you know, even, even jumping onto a, the box jump type stuff. She doesn't like mm-hmm. doing that. So she said, no, but she said, you know, Glenn's looking for challenges. So let me send him the link. So she sent me the information on it. I took a look at it and immediately said, this is my next challenge. This is a 5k, but instead of it just run being running the 5k, you've got 22 or 23 obstacles built in. So I said, yeah, this is it. So I signed up for it, then found out that to be part of the team, I had to show up at 5 a.m. every Wednesday morning for training. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that if you're not ready for it, for the obstacles, you're sure. not going to be able to do it. I mean, for instance, they've got a giant tire flip, that a uh, great big tractor tire mm-hmm. that you've got to somehow flip over twice. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, there's a technique to doing it. And so I got involved in that and just absolutely loved it. My next goal was I had heard about the Ragnar races mm-hmm. and the fact that Fit Father had put together a team the first year that I was involved mm-hmm. uh, and they were looking for runners. And I think Craig actually contacted me and was like, you know, we're, we're recruiting yeah. and said, if you want to do it, let's get you here. So because he knew about the fact that I was doing a lot of running. And so that was that was the next challenge was Let to do that. Let me pause you there because yep. I, I want to take a couple things from what you share because I think there's some really good, there's a lot of wisdom in that. How And first clarifying question is how long into your Fitfather journey were, were with you with us when you started the Spartan race? I started in, I started Fitfather in January, in two, January, January, 2019. And the Spartan race itself was, I think, think middle to the end of September of that year. So I think it was during the summer that I actually started the training. Okay. So you went from nine months, Yep. which is the amount of time I would say, if you throw effort at it, you can make a incredible health transformation in nine months. And Glenn, you know this because you see guys in the brotherhood who lose a hundred pounds in nine months, right? You can do a lot in nine months. You got yourself to a point where now for fun, you are going through these ops, crazy obstacle courses, getting up at 5 a.m. to flip tires. And I think it goes without saying that at this time, you were probably 56 or 50, 56 at the time. Yep. You have new renewed fire in your life. Oh, yeah. Which I thought you were supposed to be over the hill, Glenn. What yeah, happened? That's, that's what I was told is I was supposed to be over the hill. And I, I keep running into, you know, I, working in a school. It's kind of interesting because I'm back at the same school that I started my career at. And so I'm seeing kids that are the children of the first first students that I had and some of the employees are of the school are former students of mine 
And, you know, I leave school in the afternoon, like yesterday, I left school and immediately went for the 10 mile run. And these, you know, former students are looking at me going, wait a minute, you, you're older than us. You're not supposed to be doing this stuff. <laughs> and so it's, it's phenomenal. It's just a, a great way to do things. And, and I have people that just look at me. I have, I have some of the students that are looking at me going, you know, I can't do, I'm doing now basically a 22 minute 5k and they're looking at me going, there's no way I can't do that. So yeah. it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a lot to be proud of. You're, you're breaking the mold, the mold from being what they say it should be like if you age. And in a way they're not lying to you because if you continue doing the regular stuff, you know, burying your head in the sand, eating the crappy foods that you know should be better, not doing anything with your exercise, this is the path that many guys follow. But just as easily in nine months, Glenn, you turned your life around and now you're inspiring literally kids at probably a third of your age, maybe yep. even less. Like, I mean, wow. Some of some of the some of the teachers, it was actually pretty funny. We we had a casual dress day and I wore a sweatshirt that I bought the first year that I taught school. It was, you know, the high school sweatshirt had the school name on it and everything. And I realized that there were actually teachers that I was working with that had not been born when that shirt was purchased. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, the, definitely the old man. I think the dean is older than me, but I think other than that, most of the faculty is at least, you know, 10 to 15 years younger than me. So, Well, there, there's a lesson in there, right? I think at a certain point when you start to live what we're going to call here like the fit father lifestyle, like getting your nutrition system, getting exercise that you enjoy, doing the process to get the weight off, you can start to uncouple your chronological age, amount of times around the sun, with your biological age, yeah. which in, you're aging backwards. I mean, look at even your skin, your demeanor. Yep. I'm sure your energy and everything has gone through the roof as well. So that's amazing. And, and Glenn, I want to I want to have one. I want to turn it back to you for one more time. And I also love for you to comment on this question for guys who are starting out, who don't even have the ability right now to dream that they may be doing athletics. They're just like, I know I need to make a change. They're kind of like you at that early starting yep. phase. What do you say to that guy? Like what piece of advice do you leave him with that you feel is going to best serve him to get him started? I would say do the most that you can. Like it's come up several times in the, in the uh, brotherhoods that basically the apex people look at it. They, they look at that apex workout and they think this is going to be easy. And then they start it and they realize that it's really a butt kicker and they get discouraged because they wind up, they start off doing the pushups on their knees and they start off not being able to, to get past about five or six on the way up. And then they they give out. And what I've tried to tell them every time anybody said that is, first of all, anybody that tells you this workout is easy is lying to you. And second of all, that just do the best you can and each time try to go a little bit further. And eventually that in that first month, you pretty quickly, you know, as you were hinting at before, your body adjusts to it, your muscles adjust to it, and you get further and further each time. And then at the end of the month, you're looking at it and going, hey, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I can do that now. You know, and I, I look back when I first started, you know, and I sat there and I, I totaled up. I'm one, of the, I'm one of those math geeks that decided to total up what the exercises were mm -hmm. in there. And because of the way it's set up, you don't realize that you're doing 100 push-ups. You're doing 100 every, of every one of those moves in there. And so, you know, now I look at it 
And because I've kept with it, because I didn't give up and, and just decide that it wasn't possible, I get up every morning and do 100 push-ups. And sometimes it's 100 push-ups without stopping, which if you had told me you know, a couple of years ago that, that I could do 100 without breaking, you know, without taking a break and saying, okay, I got to rest for five minutes before I finish, I'd have laughed at you because it wouldn't have happened. And now it's just like I, I've made it a goal for this year to make it through a hundred pushups a day for the entire year. And, you know, I, I missed the first couple of weeks of January. So what I've been doing is every couple of days, I'll throw in 150 instead of a hundred and I've got it yeah. all in a spreadsheet and I'm recording it all and catching up on those days that I missed. So just keep at it. Just don't be afraid to, to, you know, to fail the first couple of times. We all do that. And the real thing is, you know, and, and the same thing with people that, that post in there that they fell off the wagon and they can't do this. What I usually tell them is, look, look forward, not back. Mm-hmm. Just continue forward. Keep going. You'll see the changes. And you'll really know you're seeing the changes when somebody actually says something to you. You know, when you're, somebody looks at you and says, are you losing weight or Gee, I remember actually visiting my my niece and her looking at me and going, going, Anki, you've got muscles, <laughs> you know, and and going to to give blood and the 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 nurse looking down and saying, "You're 57. Look at those guns." <laughs> it's like, it's it's, you know, you just keep at it and that eventually comes. Yeah, it's so true. And I also want to highlight the spirit of personal challenge that you've maintained throughout all of this. You know. At a deep level, you, you challenge yourself in the beginning and all the way through this with these little micro challenges. This stuff can be fun. I, I think looking at your journey, Glenn, I mean, we talked a lot about this Apex 10 workout, and it is a core workout of the beginning of our phase one program. It's good when you're starting out to have the structure, to have something to do and push yourselves on. That's why Apex is great. But also, this these kind of early choices are going to be a launch pad for all sorts of different stuff you're going to get into, all the races, all the runs, all yep. the, the beautiful things. So, Glenn, I have one more question because I, I just love what you just said. How have other areas of your life, outside of just the way your body looks and feels, maybe in terms of just other aspects, what kind of changes have you noticed over these last few years since taking on this new path? Well, for one thing, as I hinted at before, I found myself in the middle of this basically a year ago, April, found myself suddenly without a job. And, you know, I was working at home already because of the the pandemic. And I actually got an email of all things telling me that they had decided to eliminate my director of IT position, which, you know, 19 years, I was looking at that and going, okay, this is where I'm going to retire from. And I was all set. I figured I had about five more years and I'd retire. I'd be all done. And I get this email and I was completely devastated. And I just said, wait a minute, there's got to be something else I can do. There's got to be a way that I can keep going. I've come too far to just give up. And so just like I didn't give up on the apex, I fought the battle to try and keep that job. I went through the whole appeals process, which was turned down. And actually, a year ago tomorrow, I had a Zoom-based interview to go back to the classroom in the same school that I started at, ironically replacing a former student of mine who had decided to move on and just did the Zoom interview and found myself 
basically a week after that with a new job and just having to get through a summer of unemployment and back into the classroom doing what I've always loved doing, which is, you know, teaching kids. And, you know, I'm actually going to be the, the, uh, for the fall semester, one of the uh, teachers took me aside, a teacher who is retiring, he's probably about five years older than me, took me aside and wanted to know if I wanted to take his position, which his position is basically teaching what you and I probably knew as shop in the day. <laughs> and one of the shop classes that I get to teach is, is called wilderness technology. And so we're actually going to be building canoes and taking the kids out, you know, on a canoe trip at the end of the year. So each kid, builds, up. each kid builds his own canoe. And then at the end of the year, it's their one man canoes. We pack them up, take them out for a three night trip on a local river. That's and beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And it's, I, I think it's going to be an incredible way to kind of bookend my career. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think I'd have had the right mindset. You know, I probably would have just gotten discouraged and said, nope, I'm just going to, going to go find a job, you know, pushing shopping carts around or something and, and do that instead of uh, actually going back to what I love. So it's, that's the big thing is that the whole, the whole mindset change of, of you can do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's going to be a challenge involved. I, I think going back to the gym, uh, the gym that I go to for Spartan training has written on the wall, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Mm-hmm. And that is just, you know, kind of been the, the theme for me all the way through this is I need to challenge myself, you know, whether it be through the, the apex workouts or the, right. the, you know, many, the half marathons or the Ragnars or anything like that. The challenge has got to be there. And ironically, I, I am one that, you know, my former students will, la- or some of them are laughing at me because I told them that if they ever saw me running, they should try to keep up because <laughs> there was something chasing me. And yet, you know, here I am, you know, I swore I would never run a marathon, let alone a half, mar- you know, a half marathon, let alone a full marathon. And I've already got a half marathon this week. I've got another half marathon coming up in the fall. And then I'm already scheduled for a full marathon in November. So <laughs> crazy changes, but I love it. I love it too. I love it too. And just the last little cornerstone on that is truly you got reacquainted with what we call here at the podcast, like taking the hill back, like whatever that hill was, whatever challenge you've had, you have that fighting spirit to get back. And because you got acquainted with being uncomfortable with doing workouts that were hard, Yep. That's what enables your mind to get strong because you can notice the uncomfortability. You can notice the fact that you didn't want to do this, but when you do it anyways, it unlocks this power and this energy inside of you where you get stronger. And then that mind that you have, Glenn, is the mind that fights for your job, that puts a beautiful capstone on your career, like helping people build these beautiful canoes that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives and a capstone of your career. I mean, congratulations for everything, brother. Thank you. you. Are, you're amazing. And I consider it a deep privilege to be able to share your story. I know it's going to help a lot of guys. It is never too late. If you ever forget that, you come back and listen to Mr. Glenn Page, because I promise you three years from this episode date, this man's going to continue to be running marathons, climbing mountains, um, and I'm not going to be able to keep up with him. And that's how he <laughs> likes it. So thank you for being here, Glenn. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast, 
and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything is made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.